The Tumbling Saber podcast is powered by our powerful friends. Become a powerful friend for just a couple dollars per month and get exclusive podcasts, early access podcasts, random prize draws, contests, newsletters, and more. Visit patreon.com slash tumblingsaber and become more powerful than you could possibly imagine. everybody, welcome back to Journals of the Willing, where we take a look at Star Wars on the printed page. My name is Kyle. Elaine. <laughs> and I'm Michelle. <laughs> I, think, I think Elaine already dropped out. <laughs> uh oh, it's not gremlins taking out Elaine tonight, it's, a, it's, a, it's stormy weather. Oh my god. I'm staying dry, that Elaine? It's too funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so far. <laughs> oh god. It's like the worst territory for gremlins ever. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Cause the last time, the last time this podcast was affected was I think a couple months ago, where Steve couldn't record with me because his power went out during a storm. And that's the only times that's ever happened in any of our shows at any point was Journals of the Willing. It's so strange. <laughs> that's random. So how's everybody doing? On this uh, lovely Thursday evening. Wonderful. I don't know why, but I, I just feel like it doesn't feel like a Thursday. I don't know what day it feels like, but it doesn't feel like a Thursday for some reason. I feel like it's like a Saturday afternoon. That's almost. because they put 4th of July on a Wednesday. Who does <laughs> That's that? why. <laughs> That's why. That's it. There's I'm a reason. like, why does today not feel like a Thursday? Um, that's exactly why. Oh my god, Elaine, you're blowing my mind already. <laughs> it is strange though, right? Like, I, I can't stand when you have to take a day off on that specific day. Like, mm -hmm. uh, who wants a Wednesday off? Or a Tuesday or a Thursday? Well, in college, I probably would have loved a Wednesday off. <laughs> well, actually, probably a th eh, yeah, because we used to go out on Wednesdays in college, <clears throat> so that's probably the only time I would have liked a Wednesday off, because it was like, um, like it was like the day there was deals like at the bar, so like we didn't have to pay a lot of money, and it was super fun, and there was like a dance party or whatever, and so in that day, in that time of my life, a Wednesday off would have been pretty rad. And for me, it was, well, Friday was always the, the you know, if you wanted, you wanted to curate your schedule at, at college to have Friday off because Thursday was the big night mm. here. Oh, yeah. Do you want to, like, have your hangover time ready? Yeah. And if you had to take a class on a Friday, if you really had to, you, you made it, like, phys ed. Just something oh, you know you could just, you could just show up to and do whatever that you had to and do lost. for an hour and get out. In law school, I had a 9 a.m. Friday criminal law class. It was the <laughs> worst. The worst. Like, there was one time one of my girlfriends, like, one of my closest friends from law school. It's really funny. This was before we became friends. 
which is a funny story in and of itself, but that's for a different time. Anyway, she remembers this, like me in this outfit on this day. Like she remembers me coming into class, but I had gone out to like a concert for this band called Metric. Um, and my, we all went out like right after that. And it was like a Thursday night and we got hammered at karaoke <laughs> night. And we were drinking like those little test tubes of shots that are like super sugary. So it doesn't taste oh, like anything. No. It tastes like a pixie stick. And we were doing like so many of those. And then I crashed at my ex-boyfriend's house. Like at the time we were still dating. And then, um, <laughs> and then I like roll out of class and I was wearing like a see-through shirt to the, that was laced to the concert. So I was like, I can't wear this to class. Like this is unprofessional. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then like, this is me. Like I'm already in like black jean hot pants from American apparel and like ankle boots. And like, I mean, I'm already in like a state and I'm like, yeah, I mean, I should, I need to put a t-shirt on. And like, instead of asking my boyfriend, like, Hey, like, do you have like a regular button down or something like normal, like a normal person? I like had bought a concert tee the night before and it was <laughs> neon yellow and I put it on and I walked into class and um, my friend was like, and I, I sat in the front row, front row, by the way, because I was super like extra and nerdy like that. And I used to like to sit in the front row. And so I was like, walk into the front row, sit my butt down. And then I'm like laying there like tequila was a bad choice. <laughs> tequila was a bad choice. Like my head on the table. The teacher like doesn't give a crap. Because he didn't, he basically, we basically had to teach ourselves. And then my friend, like, later, after we became really good friends, she was like, yeah, I remember when, like, we had just started, be like, talking, and you walked in class, and you were, and I was like, wow, that girl, like, knows how to party it up. Like, it's the second week of <laughs> law school. Like, what is she doing with her life? And um, I was like, oh, yeah, well, I had already taken, like, that, the first, I that was my second year at law school. Like I, I had to repeat the first year because my father passed away during the first time at my first year. So like I had already taken the same classes with the same professors the year before. So like the first two months, I was just like not treating it like super seriously. And I was like going out. Um, but yeah, that was pretty embarrassing. Um, yeah, that's my story. <laughs> I would pay good money to fly to L.A., just to drink with Michelle. I think that would be a lot of fun. <laughs> I rarely drink now, though. It's, like, so crazy. Because, like, if you think about, I don't know, if I just think about my life back in the day when I used to drink more. Um, yeah, I have some really weird stories. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. I, mean, could, I could fill a podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. With, like, not, like, yeah. like, not, like, an episode. And that's not even... That's like, not even counting like Corey episode, like Corey stories. Oh jeez. Right? Oh boy. Let's not go there. <laughs> Sorry, Corey. So nobody's hung over today. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. But I wish I could have like you know ten extra hours of sleep a day. That would be nice. <laughs> wow, that sounds uh, excessive. But okay. <laughs> I know, but. There's just not enough hours in the day to get everything you need to have done. And, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's the move in me. Like, I need more time to, like, unbox these boxes in addition to, like, my daily life. So, yeah. Bit that's by why bit, you chop away, that. you chop wood, you know. You'll get there. I'm trying. All right. Well, let's uh, let's jump into some Star Wars talk here. 
So they finally did it at Star Wars. They've made me care about Thrawn just a little bit. So we've got a book coming out later. I don't know, later this year at some point. Thrawn yeah, I thought I, I thought I saw a date earlier, but I can't seem to find it again. Well, anyway, Thrawn Allegiances is coming out at some point later this year. And StarWars.com gave us an exclusive excerpt, both in written and audio. And it sounds actually pretty cool. We're getting, we, they gave us, they spoiled us with the first meeting of, I'm not going to even try to pronounce his name. If Anakin <laughs> can't pronounce his name, neither can I. So I won't try it. <laughs> did, did you guys give it a try? You want, you want to do this? One, two, three, not it. <laughs> I don't even remember. I don't even know how to say that. There's no, there's no possible way that I could say that. Even though I did listen to the um, audio recording version of this. Um, so I've heard the person reading the name, but I wasn't paying. Like, I don't remember how they said it. Mithra Nurodo. Mithra Nuru. What? <laughs> if you, okay. I know this is his, that's his canon name going way back to the, the Timothy Zahn trilogy of the 90s. Why would you do yeah. that? I don't know. Just to make it extra space, like alieny. I don't. I don't really know. Yes, sure. <laughs> Makes it <him> sound. <laughs> so we all. The, so you, Michelle, you listened to the audio. Yeah, I did. I listened to the audio. It was pretty good. I'm. I'm pretty like picky audiobook listener. Like I, if the voice isn't right, then I don't like listening to audiobooks but this was really good actually yeah elaine did you read or did you listen i read you gotta treat yourself to the audio excerpt like if you if you did you watch rebels uh no okay so the the voice won't won't it won't affect you either way but the voice that this guy puts on for thrawn is almost an exact match for what we got in the show it was stunning so good like it, it's just impressive. Like the reader, I don't know. I think they, I think it was in the um, article. It said who read. Well, he's the uh, same narrated by Mark Thompson, and he did. Yeah. Uh, the voice. He. I think he read the audiobook of the Last Jedi, and he nailed yeah. mm-hmm. all the voices: Kylo, Luke, Poe, Finn. Like he just got everybody right. Snoke is. Snoke was in there as well. He got everything right on the money. It was. Super impressive. Yeah, he's really good. He's yeah. amazing. So I might dive into the audiobook just to hear. You know, the, yeah, the, I'd be into it. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably check that out, to be honest with you. But this is a pretty yeah. cool look. I mean, just the cover art itself, seeing a, oh. a pouty Anakin. He, look, he looks conflicted, the right? The cover art. The cover <laughs> art is so good. I love the, the lens flare. <laughs> did did J.J. Abrams design this? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this lens flare. The lens flare. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah, so it looks pretty... I think this is an exclusive cover, though. I don't know that if that's going to be the, the regular, regular, regularly available cover. Yeah, I have no idea. They're, they don't, like... It doesn't say cover reveal, so it just says excerpt. So this might be, like, an insert... Um, like, an insert art, or it might be... Um, the paperback art but usually like if it's a cover reveal like they'll say like in big bold letters like cover reveal um in the publishing world they like to do those so 
Yes, yeah, so um, I, I found yeah, it here. I don't think this is the cover. It's the convention exclusive edition. It'll mm, be available yeah. at uh, San Diego Comic Con, which is coming up really soon. Oh, it? it is coming up. I know people who are going. I'm not, unfortunately, but I know a lot of people who are. Yeah, there's a few, uh, at least a couple of people from uh, the Commonwealth who are heading over there. Uh, but I'm not one of them. <laughs> Sadly. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I don't have a lot of interest to go to San Diego Comic Con. It's insane. And it's usually, like, I've heard it's mostly just now all about, like, the movies and the TV shows and things like that. And it's not the same as it was before when people would go and it was more about the comics and fandom and getting to meet, like, your friends every year and things like that. So um, it's become a lot more commercial, I've heard. Yeah, that's kind of, that's what I've heard as well. But anyway, so this this little excerpt that we get sets. It's actually kind of funny when you think about it. It's it's Anakin who's on a personal quest for we don't know what um, when he's intercepted by Thrawn, and Thrawn is just sort of poking at Anakin, trying to figure out what he's up to and who he is. But the banter they have together is kind of hilarious because Thrawn is like is deadpanning, and Anakin is just getting more and more frustrated. And it's 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 almost funny. It's almost got the uh, like almost like an Anakin with a Padawan type vibe. Where we're just this person is just driving him nuts, <laughs> which I thought was hysterical. So I don't know. Like, where do you guys sit on this, Elaine? Are you into this book? Do you care about Thrawn? Are you going to read this? Oh no! Once I, once I read this article, I thought, wow, that does sound pretty interesting. So I do think it's something I would want to read. Yeah, I'm. I'm... I'm really getting there because I don't care for Thrawn really at all. Michelle, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I'm probably going to check out the audiobook because I really did like that audio. And um, I usually try to listen to audiobooks of audio, like book readers that I like. Um, so, yeah, it, it would be an easy listen. So I feel like I would definitely check it out. Yeah, for sure. I, I've, I've, I try to do things in print whenever I can. But lately, especially with the novels, I've had to resort to audiobooks just because I, it, mm-hmm. takes, it takes me literally a couple months to get through a novel. It just takes me that long. And an audiobook, I can do it at two days at, in two days at work and I'm finished. So that, I might do that with this as well. But again, my hat's off because I never really – I don't own any of the Thrawn. I don't own the first Thrawn novel. I don't own the comic comic book adaptation of it. Mm-hmm. I just didn't care, but this has got me caring, so I I, I want to check this out. Yeah, it looks good. Absolutely. All right, so let's uh, let's head over to the comic book pages where we have been every month, month in month out, talking about Darth Vader, and we finally got to the end of the Mon Cala arc, Burning Seas. Boy, uh, Elaine. Yes. How did we? How did you enjoy issue seventeen? This is, oh this is the conclusion. We're done with this arc. <laughs> what were your overall thoughts on this this uh, finale? No, I, I really enjoyed it. And I was um, really surprised at how the um, Execute Order 66 worked for Barr. And he really surprised me at um, him saving Verla because to me, he kind of seemed in the, in the last one to have kind of let everyone sacrificed themselves for him. I kind of got that vibe from him. So I thought maybe that's why he had her with him there in the end. 
that he was going to like use her for a diversion and, and get out. But he actually saves her, and I think that she has a purpose somehow. And he tells her to go find Yoda or um, Obi Wan Kenobi and and be trained like a Jedi. So I don't know what he saw in her um, or whatnot. But I just thought that that ending um, for Moncala, I felt so bad for um, Lee Char. You know, he he gives gives himself up to save his people and they keep on firing on his people and my heart just broke for him no kidding that's like <laughs> you know we talked elaine we spoke last month about how there's something off about master bar we, we talked there about is. like did this guy was he forced like was he mind tricking these people into following him onto this quest like there was there seemed something off and sure enough we come to issue 17 and mm-hmm. Guys, the guy's a little bit crooked in terms yes. of, of what we expect from Jedi. Um, Michelle, did you read Vader 17? Yes, I did. He <laughs> he. Um, yeah, I'm, my memory isn't always great, but I was looking at it again. And yeah, I, I was really excited about the um, like, go find Kenobi, Yoda, or Quinlan Voss and have them teach you. I was like, that sounds like a cool arc for Verla going forward and I just thought the art of um, the Vader uh, lightsaber art and like the panel of um, him, a Vader coming up through the, that like the caves um, before he is like trying to defeat uh, Lee Char. It's just like his cape and like him walking up these stairs and it's just like so beautiful the art and um, I liked that it was just like an interesting kind of like take or meditation on um, the bar as like a Jedi that's just not, you know, that's kind of like living in a gray area of just like do the ends justify the means or, you know, is all fair in love and war kind of. I don't know. I thought it was really interesting. Um, and I really liked the line where he's like, um, I might not be a Jedi, but I still beat the Sith. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, the guy, the guy sure is full of himself, isn't he? Yeah. He's like, yeah. I was just like, the dude is like, at one hand, he's like, you know, telling like empowering Verla to go like train more and, like find these like iconic masters of you know the force and then on the other side he's like it's like kind of like boasting about like how like you know well i don't care whatever happens like i just know that it was me me that did this and like and know that like emperor palpatine's world is crushed and he's just like it's me it's just like so like Doctor Evil, almost, where it's just like, you know, like, dude, like, chill. We get it. You're like trying to be a villain, but you're not. Like, I don't understand what your problem is. Yeah, he went a bit like, nuts at just... the end, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, like I was like, are you on something? Like, <laughs> <laughs> did Can you they please give pee you in this cup, salts? Master Bar? We need to, we need to yeah. run some tests. Did they give you the, you know, galactic version of bath salts, like, you know, <laughs> while you weren't sleeping? You just, you know, didn't notice that it was, like, like instead of kyber crystals, they were, like, actually, like, weird bath salts. It's possible, because he's, um, 
Yeah. Yeah. He, he went full on nut job at the end there against Vader. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is that funny because I, I love the mention of, crazy. of Yoda and Obi-Wan and perhaps mm-hmm. Quinlan Voss survives. Find one. Quinlan Voss, yeah. Ha- find one, have, have them teach you. And he's like just so dismissive about it. Like, yeah, yeah, it shouldn't be too yeah. hard. Find them and like, what? Yeah. It's like, okay. don't worry. These people aren't like really important people in the world. Like, and they're readily findable. And like, once you find them, they'll totally want to teach you. Like, it's easy. Just they'll teach you. Yeah. yeah. She's like, no, they won't. Like, what are you talking about? The galaxy's not a big place. No, pr- I'll find them. No problem. <laughs> yeah, really, really. No like, leads, I'll just no bring nothing. Them up, you know. But I, I wonder if that's going to be a, a thread we follow through with at some point. Like, it would be pretty cool yeah, if she tracked so down. Cool. I, mean, I don't think she's going to. I don't think it would be so on the nose in this in this series to bring Verla to Obi Wan or Yoda. I don't see that happening. But they could mm-hmm. mix in Quinlan Voss here, which would be interesting yeah. to see. He's not a Jedi we've spent a ton. Of time with, uh, I think, what's, what's the name of that novel? It's uh, Dark Disciple. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, that's the one where we spend with Asajj Ventress and and Voss. So maybe, maybe they could definitely bring Ver- Verla into that. That would be fun, I think. But yeah, uh, Elaine, to call back to something you had talked about, the Order sixty six thing. Mm-hmm. That turned out pretty cool. It did. It sure did. I mean, especially like coming out of the. Uh, issue 16's cliffhanger ending like i was waiting to see how that would play out and it was <laughs> like he me t- too and and bar tossed away his lightsaber too at the end of that issue and then oh, he yeah let's let's the clones start shooting at the uh the inquisitors mm-hmm. and they made a hasty exit which was which was pretty damn cool i'm happy they did that but like michelle something that you had mentioned the scene where uh, Vader kind of walks up those stairs and he's ha- hacking and slashing at uh, the Mon Calamari guards protecting Lee Char. Mm-hmm. Yep. Rogue One. Rogue One hallway scene all the way right there. Mm-hmm. Totally. So totally that. But what th- what this whole title has done, issues 1 through 17, has sort of reminded me why I don't care for a Vader standalone movie. And it would be no doubt cool to watch. And these book comic books have been really cool. But I, I, I don't know if we just need to see him killing one Jedi after another. Like we, I think we know how that goes. So I, I, I'm happy to read about that in comics. I don't know that I would want to waste... Waste, I don't say waste. I, I don't know if I want to use up a movie on that. Where do you, where do you sit on that one, Elaine? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I like things to be changed up a little bit and... Um... Uh, I I do think that if you're reading in comic books and it's been in other movies, I'm you know, I don't want to really keep watching the same thing over and over again. Yeah, I, I yeah, I'm with that. I'm with that. We I think we had a lot of Vader in the prequels. Like the whole one through six was about Vader, essentially. And um, like I said, it would be fun to watch, but I don't I don't know if there's really any guts to that story. Michelle, what yeah. do you think about that? Yeah, I feel like, you know, the interesting part of the Vader story was the origin story of, like, how did this promising, you know, once promising guy who everyone, you know, every time Luke and they talk about his dad and they're like, oh, like, he was one of the strongest people ever. Like, you want to know, like, 
how did this person who had all of the, you know, things like lined up for him end up turning this dark path and how do people like become this way? And it's just like this meditation on human behavior. So I think inherently we're curious people. So we want to know that story and that's an interesting story. So I feel like, you know, the story was cool. It was interesting. So that's why we told it. But then like, you know, what else are we going to do? Like, you're just going to kill everyone. Like we kind of know the deal. Like it's not really moving the story in a profound new way that like, I don't know. I feel like there needs to be kind of like a point to a story. Like if we're going to watch it in a film. So, cause like it needs to have an arc. Like you don't need to just watch like, you know, two hours of him just slashing things. Like, it's just like, you know, we, there's other genres of movies for that. Like you don't need yeah, to like watch I would, that. I would, you know like, how they had that opening, not, it's not really opening crawl, but it's like prefacing text, prologue text at yeah. the beginning of Solo. The same mm-hmm. thing that, you know, I can imagine in, in Vader. Like, I don't need them to say you know, Vader has been uh, exterminating, exterminating Jedi. He's now learned of a cell of Jedi on the outer rim and he's off to dispatch them. Like, okay. Yeah, it's like, it's like, it's exactly that. It's like, if something can be told in like an elevator pitch and you're just like, it's like a throwaway line, like you're just like, uh, you're informing the character. So this is what. This is what they do. And you can't even form like a sentence of like what the point of the story is. Like the story needs to have a beginning, middle and end. And like there needs to be structure. There needs to be like this arc of, you know, building on a story. It's just like we don't we don't need to see something that could be a short film. Like it's fine. Like let's <laughs> yeah. make this. You know how they make like the, the little animated shorts for disney and stuff like it could be a short like they don't need to make it into a full movie like it's boring like let's not but yeah like i feel like you want it to be more of a meditation on like you know something deeper and so you know if there was a story like that where like he has like this moment that we haven't heard about yet where he struggles again with like good and evil or like saving someone or not and like there's this consequence like something that you know ripples on to the future and a butterfly effect of like what we're doing with the saga now like okay fine like try to find something where that will happen i don't know if you can but maybe you can and maybe someone will want to tell that story but for now i feel like you know it's it's enough like we like we've seen like three death stars like it's like (laughs) come on let's let's like pick up some other bad guys and like other people and like let's tell some other stories for now and like maybe you know i mean i don't know i think like it's what we have now is so great unless you're gonna like well you don't you, want people warning. to pollute it you'd be kind of sh- yeah like, I, I mean i don't doubt that if they really wanted to they could find a good story but you only yeah, get so sure many cracks could. at the big screen like in my life exactly in our lives how many cracks at the big screen are we gonna get i don't know so I don't want to see a story about um like, about a person who we already know essentially everything about. Right, exactly. So I mean, if they did that, did that, the people he's hunting would have to be of of the utmost importance, and not named right. Vader or Obi Wan. The there there have to be something to care about, other than just seeing Vader just do his thing. Yeah. And again, no doubt it would be fun to watch and I'd probably I I would definitely be there opening night. But if 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 I'm having my choice at this, 
like you said, pick something new. Let's let's have a, a story with with a core to it. Yeah. Or like do something funny, like totally off script, like situational comedy, you know, like <laughs> um, like star, like Saturday Night Live sketch, you know, like Kylo Ren Starkiller base, but like with Vader and like some sort of weird like Vader, but The Office or something like I would watch that. But like, I just I mean, I feel like that has to be like the route you go. Like, I just I, I don't know, like it's just or like um, what's it called? Like space balls or like a. Yeah, I think we were talking about uh, that other show that they were going to do, but then didn't. And then maybe they're going to do it again. Um, like, not The Void, but I don't remember. Anyway, um, I think it was like the Robot Chicken guys did it. Detours. Um, yes, Detours. That's it. Yeah. Like, well, let's not I talk about that right now. Like... <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, day. you have to do, like, something different. Yes. I don't know. I don't, I feel like there's, we know a lot already, and I think it's just like, I and I like reading these comics too, but would I want to see like an adaptation of these comics on the screen? Not really. If it was a TV show, like maybe, but like, I don't know. It could, but with, on a TV show, you can make it like an A or B storyline or a C storyline. It's not like just that all the time. Yeah. Which I feel like could be kind of tedious and like repetitive absolutely um all right so let's let's bring it back to comic books we, we, we tangent it off to movies which is okay yeah um huh. so uh, elaine you had talked about this a few minutes ago about how it was so sad to see well when when Mastabar admitted that he was the one that assassinated that imperial governor and he's yeah, he's God. basically the guy that brought the empire to to the Mon Cala doorstep. Like he brought war to that, so to that planet. Yes, he did. And then he thought he did it for the greater good and that he was awesome. I mean, they're just, <laughs> and poor Lee Char's like, you know, you guys can capture me, imprison me, torture me. It doesn't matter. But Mon, the Mon Calamari are going to destroy the empire because that's what Barr has told him. And he be- believes it so vehemently. And then here, Barr just turns out to be like, delusional and crazy and and thinks he's taken out the sith when darth vader you know ends up killing him and he didn't really take out any sith at all um you know and then lee char gets taken anyways and and i thought it was so cold-hearted of tarkin after um, lee char surrendered and he had Vader take him over to the window to make him watch them as they kept on firing. I thought, how cold? How cold is that? It's it's pretty cold, but we've seen that before, right? He, yeah, he, he but holds I feel Leia like in place and makes her watch. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah, it absolutely is. He made Leia watch as Alderaan was destroyed. Oh, yes, that's true. Yep. So yeah. it's, it's a nice it's subtle It's pretty on brand for Tarkin. It is. Yeah, yep. let's, we're gonna bring these little fish people into in line here. We're gonna. We're gonna... He's like, it's a Tuesday. Like, exactly. Oh. <laughs> it's just like, it's, oh god. It does bring up that interesting question, though. Like, is it worth sacrificing a couple billion lives to mm-hmm. inspire and save trillions of lives? Yeah. It's that. It's it's a bigger. It's on a bigger scale as as Luke with Kylo. Should should Luke have killed Kylo yeah. when when he had the chance? And prevented future suffering. It's it's weird because like Master Bard does. He starts this whole thing, which makes mm-hmm. 
makes him pretty sketchy. Yes. But he does he does say he had that vision where the Mon Cala would be at the core of the rebellion fleet and decades later they would be part of you know he doesn't mention resistance but that's what he's getting at. Yeah. So he's his vision is correct. And so he feels like he's setting that chain of events into motion. Mm-hmm. So that, I guess I guess therein lies the debate like Yeah. Is he right to do this? Was he right to bring War to Moncala and all that death, just because, in the end, fast forward if, several years, Moncala do help overthrow the empire. They but, do. I, I, yeah, but also like at the time though that he's doing it, like how does he know? Like he doesn't know. Like he doesn't have a guarantee that him doing that is going to lead to you know the outcome that he wants if no. he changes something there's a butterfly effect like mm. you, it could be something worse that happens in the future like he's just I putting, know, a, like, he's putting his faith in the force right he's just saying this is what the force is telling me and the force is always right yeah. and oof, like, but he's also crazy he's also so. crazy like if, if somebody to, like if somebody in our world said well you know my my lord spoke to me and so I'm going to do this. We'd say, dude, 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 what are you doing? <laughs> take it, take a step back. Yeah. Be like, dude, you know, like, let's, let's discuss this for a bit. Let's try to like, see if other people kind of see the same thing and the force corroborate some situations. But with, with Jedi, we kind of say, oh, okay, we'll, we'll entertain it. Right. Cause they're Jedi. They're yeah. good. They're, he's seeing visions through the force. Okay, so we can now have this conversation of whether or not the ends justify the means there. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm kind of torn on it. I am too. It's like a double-bladed sword. Like I, yeah. Yeah, mm. like I just, I, I don't know what to think of Barr. I really don't. Like it's, I, 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 I don't think I like him. I think, I think that's sort of my snap judgment. Like if you have to really think about it, mm-hmm. you probably don't like yeah. him. Yeah. Yes. All right. So that uh, Vader seventeen. That was, I I I was pretty happy with it. I mean, considering we knew Master Bar was going to die, all these Jedi will die at Vader's feet. But I think Charles Soul did a good job. Shock. He always does a good job. But um, you guys think that you you think this was a satisfying end to this arc? I yeah, I liked it. Michelle. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, same. I thought yeah, I, I, it was it was a good end. And I'm just so excited for what comes next. Oh, me Definitely. too. Fortress Vader is next. Oh well, I Charles Soule has said that Fortress Vader is the next arc. I I don't know if that starts as of the next issue. I really hope so because I'm so hungry to hear more about Vader's castle and why he chose that and what's I in know. there. That is going to yeah. be so cool. I want to see it so bad. Oh. I'm excited for that as well. Like that was one of the coolest yeah. parts of Rogue One is seeing, and it was a totally. Oh my god! Like that scene in so Rogue One, cool. as great as it, mm-hmm. as great as it is, total. I, I can't. I don't know if it's fan service is the right word, but we don't need that scene. There's no reason why. Oh no! Krennic could have just had a holo, holographic conversation mm-hmm. with Vader. There's no reason but for that, Krennic having gone there other than to but blow that our room minds. Was freaking cool. Oh, it was, it was so cool. Freaking cool. Oh my god, there's so many cool shots in that scene. Oh. 
So, so many, so many, so but many. Did they need it? Probably not. No, it could have handled <laughs> but it. But it was so great. It could have been handled <laughs> in a much more efficient way just by having Vader show up as a hologram and telling Krennic, you know, giving, oh, he was basically ripping Krennic a new one for, for having leaks about the Death Star's existence getting out there. Mm-hmm. But, yep. you know, Nobody's going to complain about having Vader's castle in Rogue One. It's just so cool. And now, and now we're going to learn more about so it, and cool. I can't wait. Yay! <laughs> All right, so what else are we reading? Elaine, are you reading anything else that you, uh, you want to throw in the, uh, the hopper here? No, I'm still, I'm still on The Last Jedi. And maybe I should start reading audiobooks so I can get through them <laughs> a little bit faster between work and kids and... All this other stuff, I just can't seem to finish it and make any notes. <laughs> well, okay, so I've mentioned this before, and I'll repeat myself because I, I think it's hilarious. But when I read a novel, I usually only do it at night before bed on certain nights where either I'm not podcasting or not writing a newsletter or mm-hmm. you know something, whatever. It's like something else that needs to get be taken care of. And so I read in bed. And I get drowsy after about three pages <laughs> and I put it down. I'm like, okay, I'll do this again tomorrow. And then I wake up or I get back to it and I go, I can't remember what I read. I was too drowsy last night. So I go back and I read the same three pages again <laughs> and I might yeah. get one page further. And so yeah. now, now when I say it takes me months to read a novel, that's exactly yeah. why. Is that, does that sound familiar to you? <laughs> yeah. That's happened to me before for sure. It happens to me yeah. every time. Like Michelle, yeah. I, 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 in my mind, you read books like you could go through three, three books a day. Is that inaccurate? I mean, that's probably inaccurate, but I have read more than one book a day for sure. Like I definitely like it. It also depends on like the book too, but like because certain so, some books are harder to read, like you know, real in one sitting. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I've stayed up like three days reading books. Like in a series, like back to back to back before. Wow. If I'm like super obsessed with something, like I will stay up all day, all night, like reading. Um, yeah, like I remember in law school, um, I was I was reading like for I was reading a lot first class already. Like I was reading my case books and my like case law and I was reading supplements and then one weekend like, um, my cable was out. So like I bought the hunger games books and I read all three books like that entire weekend, didn't sleep. And then I had class again on Monday and then I went <laughs> to school and they're like, would you do this weekend? I was like, I stayed up all weekend and I read hunger games and damn, that book is like, that series is good. And they were like, what? Like you literally stayed up all weekend reading books when your school life and your everyday life is reading books. And I'm like, yep. It's different. It's pleasure reading. Like, it's just, I don't know. But it's hard when it's, like, something that's not as, like, I, I'll, I, I but I, I'm very good at, like, just if I don't enjoy something, I'll, no, I won't, I'll put it down and I'll, like, mark it as do not finish. And then I'll, like, give it away or something. Like, because I just have so wow, many books ruthless. to get through. Michelle is ruthless. Well, do not I can't finish. Help it. Like it's it's really hard. Like it's it's part of the community. Like there are there are certain books that like we talk about that like we haven't finished. And it's not that it's, you know, a slight to the author. It's just like sometimes it's just not my genre and it's not the type of book I enjoy reading. Like 
I can't read, like, I realize that, like, young adult contemporary novels, like, there are certain ones that are good, but there's certain ones that, like, I just can't connect with anymore, and it's just hard for me to read. Um, like, I just, I don't find the stakes, like, super important. Um, and then there's other books that a lot of people like that are just, like, a little too technical for me, and, like, I don't know, like, there are some people who love, like, World War II stories that, like, for me, I'm just, like, it has, it depends. Like, I loved All the Light We Cannot See, but, like, I don't want to read, like, 40 World War II books. Like, it's not really, like, my style. Um, yeah, I But, yeah, that. I don't know. It's, like, it's it's a hard choice. But, yeah, like, I, I'm in a little bit of a rut right now. But I do read a lot. Like, if it's good books, like, I can read it. Like, I could read, like, probably two a day if they're pretty short. Like, YA, like, under, you know, if it's, like, 200 pages or under or something, I could probably read, like, about two wow, that's in impressive. a day. Yeah, I mean, but then that's just me, like, sitting in bed reading, like, not doing anything, though. Like, I'm just, Yeah, like, I suppose, yeah, you've got to completely commit to it. I'm, like, laying in bed, like, reading all day, and then, like, my mom will come in and be like, hey, and I'll be like, hey, what's up, I'm reading, and then she'll say something about to me, and I'll be like, mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm, Bye, and I won't be up, listening. Mom. I'll just be like, and then I won't remember, like, if I talk to anyone. Um, but, yeah, like, good books that make you sit in one sitting if they're really good like I don't want to put it down so it's like that is the fun part like I won't answer texts or calls or anything I'll just read for like three days and people will be like where were you and I'll be like oh it's like really engrossed in this like series it's so good and they'll be like all right I want to read it and I'll be like yeah sure here this is the title <laughs> um yeah but, yeah, there are a lot of books I want to read in the Star Wars universe. So it's just, like, a pile. And it's not just, like, the novelizations, but also, like, the – I really want to read the Art of Solo, like, coffee table book. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just – it looks so gorgeous. And um, my, I want to read – They're my favorite books. The Art of books yeah. are just so oh, good. They, they're they're, they're, su- they're subbing in now. Like, if you use I, – I also have all the making of books of the original yeah. trilogy and the prequels. Mm-hmm. We're not I getting those, those in this era. But these yeah. art of books are completely filling that. These are like those, yeah, because yeah. they're they're more they're, than just the art. They're they're much oh. more expanded upon than, than just art. Yeah, they have all the stories and like you know the behind the scenes footage and like information and it's just so cool. Like and they're just just beautiful editions and um, I'm obsessed with them. So I'm really excited whenever like a new one's about to come out. I still need to get the solo one. I haven't gotten it yet, but. Likewise. Um, that's on my list. Yeah, we'll it talk about that amazing. on this show. I've, I've spoken about yeah. Art of Last Jedi and The Force Awakens. We'll talk about oh, that here. So amazing. I can't wait to like dig into it. It looks great. Is anybody reading the Lando series? Oh, I want to. Yeah, I'm two issues in. I won't spoil anything here, but it's it's okay. <laughs> it's they've captured uh, they've captured Lando's voice and his dynamic with L three, which is oh, that's so cool. far. I mean two issues in out of five, I think. It's it's the highlight of of the two issues so far. It's just the banter between Lando oh, and yay. Banter! I love it. Uh, Star Wars number 50, milestone issue. Mm, yes. I, I don't know if, you, if, if you've grabbed this one, but it's actually pretty good. Is it? I haven't grabbed it yet. It's it's worth picking up. Like, I've, I've been pretty hard on the main title, especially mm-hmm. in the last couple of years like really since the mid 20s i've been very very lukewarm on it right but this you know, this one like, i pretty much like everything about it it ties together many of the previous arcs over the last three to four years in a really 
great way. And it's it's that's always nice. Yeah, it made it made sticking with this title uh, like worth it. Yeah, it's always good when like you feel like it paid off that yeah. you like hung in there and you're like it's it's so like it satisfies you and it gives you like just that yes feeling. Yeah, I absolutely. Love that. There was a, there was a, I, I can't say there was a, there's a huge payoff in this book. It just to see that oh yeah there was an overarching plan. Mm-hmm. Going like just back that it wasn't years. like an like an ending like Lost where you're like or Sopranos where people were just like did it end like or <laughs> just it? like was that was that it um yeah it's always like nice to know that they had like a plan absolutely for like when they were gonna end because you can tell like the difference between like series even film TV or even stories when they're like planned to and. It's hard because, like, not everyone's going to like every choice you make or every ending or every kind of tie-up that you do. But if you can, like, feel like it was satisfactory in the sense of, like, oh, well, they had planned and it's not – it doesn't feel rushed or, like, kind of like a, oh, here we go. I just threw this this explanation in for you. Yeah, no, this one feels like – Kind of thing. It was a slow build-up to this. And and now it feels like we're going places with the Star Wars title, and I'm so excited for that. Right. Like one of the problems I've had with the comics in general, as and especially with the main title, is that they just didn't feel grand enough. And I understand. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that's probably more of a me problem because they're not going to outshine <laughs> the movies. Right. But this issue changed that a little bit. Like it, like I said, it it carried the narrative that the previous, you know, thirty something issues had been building towards. Mm-hmm. And we're now we're like, don't forget we're in that time period between A New Hope and. Empire Strikes Back and we're verging towards Empire now. We're getting out of a new hope territory. And it it really feels like we're getting entrenched into that setting now. And like there's some familiar old names that pop up in issue 50. A uh, mention of a fan favorite that I won't get to. And mm-hmm. uh like even the art is really like bang on. Like I've I've really hit hard on Salvador Laroca's creepy face tracing. <laughs> but this issue is really nice to look at and he, he does a great job uh, when it comes to drawing ships and capturing scale it looks grand and cinematic and I don't really have any complaints about issue 50 other than it's a little bit slow mm-hmm. but there's a lot in there so I'm, I'm happy and I everybody I think I think you should pick up issue 50 just because it's it's always like a milestone issue and there's always cool stuff to, to look at and this issue is no different so I would I would say grab that next time at your your local comic book shop and uh, enjoy that because it, it could be a a good spring forward point or a good jumping on point as they approach Empire Strikes Back. Ooh, nice. <laughs> so there is. So let me get this straight. There is more or less creepy face tracing in this issue, I'm or gonna, a I'm regular amount. Well, because uh, the guy who draws. Um, Vader, Kamen Coley, Giuseppe Kamen Coley, he draws mm-hmm. part of this issue as well. Right. So maybe I'm just honeymooning with that part of the book, but it feels like there's less <laughs> of the the really off-putting. Right. Like, the, you know, the ones where I'm talking about, right? Where it's just, yeah. it's traced mm-hmm. right out of the movie and you're like, hey, that that's from A New Hope in this scene. <laughs> you're like, um, this looks a little bit too realistic in a way where it's not flattering. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was it was too distracting, and it still is. Just this issue, I feel like, was enough of 
there was enough there was more, enough stuff going on elsewhere to to forgive that right uh i michelle are you, or elaine are, are either of you reading dr afra no oh i'm not but i wanted to um but i haven't yet so i, I have the trade paperback for her. issues one to five it's it's really fun and then i just i dropped it i just can't couldn't handle all the titles that i was reading so i, I that one got right. the boot but i've picked it up more recently and it's solely and only because Hera's been in it. Ooh, Hera. Yeah. So that's been I mean, they had issue they had uh, Afro with uh Hera in in cuffs, like she had captured her. Oh my gosh. And so that was one of the that that issue drew me in. I said they they've got Hera. <laughs> it's a great cover. I'm in. And I've been with it. I think that that was 3 issues ago. I've been sticking wow. with it. And Afro Afro is such a cool character. I hope they do more Afra with her than cool just character. stick her in, in the comic books. I hope they do more. But we will have to see. All right. So do we have anything else we want to throw out there? Before we call um, it a, a day? I'm trying to think of something, but um, I can't think of anything. So are, are you reading anything, like any other comics, Michelle? Do you like, do you read marvel or dc you actually yeah you do you you're <laughs> I do. big time into I read, a couple of titles yeah like i read um like i'm a little behind right now in general just because i moved um but i just like downloaded some stuff to my comiXology because my app wasn't working before i had to restore my phone to factory settings so i like re-downloaded it and i'm like really obsessed with the way that like the digital comic tracks through i don't know if you ever used the app but like um it kind of like pops up like and zooms in and out on certain frames or little squares of each comic frame. So it kind of like pops up and like, I don't know, it's hard to explain, but it looks like a moving like show, but like it's the comic. I Anyway, it's really cool. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, I have, I have to, I, I, my comics are all in print, but I know I've experimented with that. Yeah. And it's sort of like, like I have moves you around, right? Yeah, it does. And, like, I have them in print, and I love reading them in print. Um, but right now, like, all of my stuff's in boxes and stuff. So, like, I and I'm reorganizing, um, like, how I'm going to store my comics in this apartment. Um, so, like, I, I have, like, a bunch of stuff, that a bunch of comics that I want to read, but I am not, like, I, I need to catch up on. Um, but I read, uh, I read a lot of, like, the DC Marvel stuff. So I read, like, Batgirl, Nightwing um like uh, Deadpool and then I like the different var- variants of Deadpool like De- Deadpool Spider-Man um Deadpool kills the Marvel universe and then uh Gwenpool Spider-Gwen and then like Spider-Man and then Spider-Man Miles Morales <laughs> Your and, like, pull list is a mile long <laughs> yeah and then like I have <laughs> Um, like a Captain Marvel and stuff. Yeah. So like I have like a bunch of comics. Like I just don't like, oh, I really liked this like limited edition run called I Am Groot, which was just Groot. It was so cute. (laughs) (laughs) I was obsessed with those. It was the cutest comic ever. And then um, I really loved this uh, cool comic that was a friend, a friend of a friend wrote it called Victor Laval's Destroyer, which was um, a Frankenstein retelling, um, but set in present modern day where um, this mom, her son, 
this African-American mom, her son dies in a Trayvon Martin type police shooting and she, Dr. Frankenstein's her son back to life. And it's like a six volume mini comic series. That's really cool. Um, that I also loved, but yeah, one of my favorites I read last year was dead, Deadpool Spider-Man just cause like the two of them interacting is really funny and their humor is like both like jovial, but like different, but very well matched. Um, so I really liked that a lot. And then I read the Captain Phasma Star Wars stuff. And, um, I think that's the last like thing I read before the Darth Vader stuff. Yeah. Was I, I covered that on the show here. Phasma stuff. Yeah. yeah. I thought- I, I think, it was like I don't think very much eh. of Phasma at all as a character. But yeah, so. I wasn't too like I was. I kept waiting for it to get better. I kept waiting for it to it go somewhere. <laughs> yeah, like I was just like, all right, and then I kept reading it, and I was like, okay, and then I was just kind of like waiting the whole time, and then I was like, is that it? Well, I you know all I'm right, very cool. conflicted. Here's something I, I'm conflicted about. So. <clears throat> Phasma to me has been wasted in both movies. Oh yeah. And the four-part comic series again was a bit of a waste. Mm-hmm. But there's that novel. The novel from, from good. Delilah Dawson. Mm-hmm. But I'm so I turned the off novel. of the Phasma character that I I can't bring myself around to read or listen to the novel. Like, is it really I like worth the it? The novel. I mean, worth it. It's hard if you have like a lot of books to read or like. I don't know. I I mean, I liked it, um, but it's hard to say. Elaine, where do you sit on Phasma? Is, is, is she is she does she interest you at all? Um, you know, I I wish like what you guys said. I wish they would have done more with her. Um, and I'm kind of hoping that in episode nine, like she comes back with a vengeance, and like really shows us what a what a villain can be, but a female villain. I'm kind of hoping for that. I feel like it's just a disservice to Gwendolyn Christie as an actress, too, because she's just such a good actress. Like, yeah. it's just such a waste of, like, putting such a kick-ass female actress, actor, like, in as Captain Phasma. Like, you know, she kicks ass. Like, she can fight with a freaking sword. Like, we've seen it on Game of Thrones. Like, you can give her these epic scenes that she could do. And I just feel like, I don't know. Like, she's also, like, great at delivering, like, act, act, like just drama and acting. And I feel like it's just such a waste. Like, yeah, you know, it's, this, it's, this is how is. they treat her. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I've, 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 been expect, I've been waiting for that role to become meteor because they cast Gwendolyn Christie. And I'm like, she's such a great actress. And she could do, like, really cool badass stuff. And, like... It's just like, wait, that's it? Like, that's all, like, because they've, because they've hyped her so much yes. and, like, um, all the marketing and stuff. And, like, and then in the movies, she's just like, wah, wah. It's like, what? <laughs> I'm well, yeah, sorry, in, what? In, in, in The Force Awakens, she takes an order from Kylo to kill the people. Uh, and then at the end, she gets, like, she gets taken hostage by, by Chewie, Han, and Finn. Yeah. Like, that's it. And then in The Last Jedi, she has a little duel with Finn where she gets killed right maybe yeah she gets question mark killed like it's just mm-hmm. so weird like it, it was just like did you really hype this character so much to just like 
dispose of her this like there there has to be a like I really hope that there's a plan like I, I doubt I don't know like I can't say that there is but like it's just I mean because we've heard so much like even in the universe like heard so much about Captain Phasma and she's this badass and she's so cool and she has the chrome like armor and like it beca- it's because she's this that and the other and then like we don't but we don't see it like it's yeah, like exactly. show us like stop telling us that she's this cool badass character like show us that she's this cool badass character so we can like see it for ourselves and like think oh my god yeah she is a cool badass character just stop telling me because if you keep telling me like my brain and how it works and and as a storyteller like it's like oh if someone says if someone has to tell me something like I don't believe that it's true because it's like if you have to tell me something like if I can't just like gauge that by watching it like there's something wrong with your storytelling like you have to be able I should be able to glean that you know, without you telling me well, yeah. all of these things. So like, but if I, without the, if, if they weren't allowed to say all those things like, Oh, Phasma, she's so cool. She's so this and that. And we were supposed to judge her character on just like the interactions that we've seen of her, like interacting with her environment and like scenes and stuff. Like I would not be like, Oh, like, yeah, a badass character. Like, Oh, they're talking about Phasma. Like I wouldn't be able to, I wouldn't put those two things together, like the reputation and what we've seen, like they don't match. No, so, not, well, it's, 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 it feels like, I think for the movies, they, they designed this stormtrooper armor and they're like, well, we've got to use this. It's visually stunning, but yeah. like, so they, they figured why, out a way, like, let's, let's get why? somebody in that suit. And it was, yeah. it feels like it was just because, Exactly. And, it's and like it's that's... almost like they use that opportunity to say, and while we're at it, let's make it a female just just because. You know, it feel it it the character feels cheapened in every way to me. And yeah. making her badass is like it's backfilling. Like, add, and it's like add add a story to it and like the reasoning and explain it and and this is and people are like, Oh, well, why do people get so angry? Like it's like because you'll put in characters like that where you don't explain it further, like explain her story. Like, that's an interesting story. I want to know about Phasma, like, you know, like in the movies, like not just like, I don't want to have to read like a book and a comics and all this stuff and like whatever. And like, still feel like, Oh, I don't, if someone were to be like, explain the origin of Phasma to me and how she is and where she got to where she is now, I would be like, I really, I mean, there isn't really that much I can tell you. It's pretty boring. Well, let Let me put this question to Elaine then. So, Elaine, canonically, Phasma's a badass. We know that now because of the novel. Yes. But I would say 95% of Star Wars fans don't read that stuff. So, just going by the movies, she's kind of lame. So, how do you... What's the best way to kind of... um, What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Bring, like, bridge that gap. Like... Is it fair to say Phasma is lame when canonically, <laughs> no, they, there's there's material out there that proves that she isn't. Where do you sit maybe, on that? Maybe this is just wishful thinking, but I'm hoping that like the first two movies were, are kind of like building suspense on where is badass Phasma. And then I just really have this wishful thinking that in episode nine, bam, she's going to be there and she's going to fulfill 
everything that they ever said about her, like in, in the comics and in, in the in the novels and everything. Like it's just it's going to broadside us because right now everyone's kind of up in the air. Who's actually going to be the bad guy? Some people say, well, Kylo Ren's not not that good of a bad guy right now as it is. Um, and then Hux, some people think that, you know, he, he's a joke. And, and so I'm just hope you know, so I'm hoping like, so who's going to be the bad guy? And I'm like, Phasma, it's gotta be, Phasma's not dead and she's going to come back. She's going to be angry. It's a possibility. I mean, she is JJ's creation and maybe he's not super happy about <laughs> how Ryan Jackson just disposed of her, but <laughs> uh, I just, I don't feel like it would be earned yet like i just feel like i mean i would love that that would be really cool but i just don't feel like she's at the level to be the third biggest bad like because usually because you need to build like your ob like in a story each obstacle has to be greater than the next and in a trilogy like you want your first bad characters or your bit your like you know antagonists to be a little smaller and then for the big arc you want like a bigger bad like kind of like a Sauron you know evil eye looking over everyone so I feel like I don't know if from the way that we've seen her now if in episode nine right nine no ten nine 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 we're losing count (laughs) I'm like I'm like losing count (laughs) at this point oh my god in episode nine like, if she were to become, like, you know, that big bad. I don't know if that's, like, warrant, like, if it would be big enough. Like, I feel like there would, sh- I feel like there would, she would be, like, the second to big, maybe, if at, at best. And then there might, there has to be someone bigger and, like, badder or something. Well, I don't and, know. and to this point, <sighs> she's only been an antagonist to Finn. Yeah, so, like, that's also another question I had while you were talking about that, too, is, like, well, who do you envision her, for example, fighting in the third film? Like, who would this epic battle be against? Like, one person, or would it be two people? Like, you know, like, Luke fought his dad, Vader, Anakin. Like, that was a huge set piece. Like, what, if that is, like, the kind of level of greatness in terms of a battle, in terms of stakes... Like, who would Phasma fight? Like, who do you see her fighting? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. Well, yeah, so either either you have a downer ending where she kills Finn, but, you know, Finn somehow, in some other way, realizes his goal, but she kills him, or Finn just beats her again, and that's boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yep. I don't know. They, they, again, like, I've been surprised enough in the last couple of years by Lucasfilm that my predictions aren't worth anything. Right. And I, in, in a way, I don't want them to be. I want to be surprised. So maybe <clears> there's <throat> more to tell with Phasma. Maybe, maybe she shows up in, like, big chrome bubble wrap. Come get me now, <laughs> I Finn. S- I saw someone on Twitter saying how, like, next time she's going to come up and girl's going to have gold armor. Like, she's going to have leveled up. And I was like, that was pretty funny. <laughs> like, you die, but you come back and you leveled up and like you show up and like you're like, look at my new freaking armor. It's gold, yo. Like if it was like fully gold. Um, I thought that was pretty funny because like I was just like, that was super random Twitter. Like that would be you know, v- like, very she video game. into the flames, you know, like the deep lava. It's like, did the lava like tint your armor gold or something? Like, I don't know. Is this. Is this like smog or like whatever smog 
all the gold? Like, did you just drop into like Midas's touch and like liquid gold yourself? I don't know. Who knows? That would be like, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised because like visually that would be pretty cool. And I don't really know, you know, in terms of J.J. Abrams, like if he's just going to go for the visual thing again. So he really does like like very arresting visuals and they tend to kind of, um, you know, be more important than plot sometimes. So um, hopefully it's good. Yeah, hopefully. I'm, ex- I'm hoping. All right. Keeping, well, keeping <laughs> keeping all the hopes. But yeah, it'd be interesting. I I mean, I'd be interested to see how they bring, if they bring Faz in the back, how they treat her character. Hopefully, you know, like that she'll have us saying like, I'm sorry, you are very cool. I'm very sorry to have said all those nasty things about you, Faz. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Alrighty. I'm, let's, I'm let's, uh, well, I think we spoke more about movies than actual books this week or this month, <laughs> which is kind of funny, but cool. And I'm sure no, I don't think anybody really minds because it's all part of the same universe. But that does bring us to the end of J- Journals of the Willing for this month. Thank, thank you both for for joining me. Thank Yay. you. So Elaine, where can people find yeah. you on the old Twitter machine? Oh, um, at Elaine underscore Judson. And Michelle. Um, you can find me on the Twitter and the Instagram at tediously underscore brief. And you can find me and my nerd collection and all my books and candles and everything else at um, Traveling Book Nerds on the Instagram. Where that's you can a good handle. Traveling Book Nerds. Yeah, yeah. I know, right? That's a pretty good one. <laughs> I and did you come can up find with it on at... Star Wars Day. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me at Tumbling Saber on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And uh, that, that'll do it, guys. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Journals of the Willing this month. And thank you all for your support in our Patreon program. You guys are, are just you, – you flatter me with your kindness and generosity. So thank you so much, and uh, we'll catch you again next month. You've been listening to Journals of the Willing from the Tumbling Saber team, a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Learn more about the network and its members at StarWarsCommonwealth.com.